Let's all please turn to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And as you turn to 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, if you could please stand to honor the reading of his word, it would be appreciated. If you can't do so, I understand that. I know I say that every week. But I want to make it for certain why I do that. I have bad knees. And I cannot lie. The reason why I understand if you cannot stand up, I don't want you to feel guilty. And I do this for you at home as well. Because some people actually feel guilty if they can't do so. God understands if you have physical reasons and ailments in your life. Some people can't go to church and come back home and all that. And, you know, there's not an excuse to stay home, of course. But some people feel guilty. They can't do what pastors and other people ask them to do. And I don't want you to feel guilty. I don't want you to feel like I'm demanding or anything like that. I'm not. But I want you to understand that I understand that. Okay, so let's now read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Or a new creation, as some versions say. A new creature, a new creation. Old things have passed away. Look, all things have become new. God bless and honor the ring of his word. You may be seated. Now, originally, I was going to preach this last Sunday, but the weather did not permit. So I'm going to preach it now. Because it's still true. Still very true. There's a new date, a new calendar. A new date, a new calendar, and people want a new self. They want new promises. And the fact is, if this is true this week as it was last week, and that is, some people have already broken those promises. When they, every year, when they come to a new year, they always say, this upcoming year, there's going to be a brand new me. And when there's a brand new me, all because of the change of a calendar, a change of the date, it's going to be a brand new me. I'm going to be completely different than I was before. And the moment that midnight hits, the moment that midnight hits, they think, I'm not going to be the same that I was then. But the fact of the matter is, right after midnight, now have you ever stopped to think about that for a second? So many people that you see the ball dropping and they, they bring in a new year being drunk, they <laughs> bring in the new year, acting foolish and doing all sorts of foolish things. You ever think about that? Anyway, I won't get into all that, but I will say they bring in the new year wanting to have a brand new them doing the same foolish things they did the year before. Isn't that something? Anyhow, so they have a new date and a new calendar and people want the new self with new promises and some of those promises have already been broken even as the date of the, of the year just started. Many people want a new you in the new year and a new date. They want to erase the old you. They want to erase the old mistakes. The things that have been built up all year long with the brand new date on the calendar, the thing that's going to be erased, completely erased. Well, folks, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. But that's how they think of it. They want to start fresh, have a do-over. That's how they want I mentioned it before, whenever I used to play games as a little boy, and people would, would play games out there in the field, 
and you make a mistake, and let's say that you kick the ball wrong or whatever it was you're playing, and they say, do over, do over, and they, they, they you know what I mean? And that's how people a lot of times do in, in the new year. They say, do over. I'm starting completely fresh, and that's what people want. People want a do over. People want a new you in the new year with a new beginning. That's what they want. That's what everybody wants. People want that. So let's now go to 2 Peter. 2 Peter. Let's go to the book of 2 Peter, the first chapter. And we're going to read verses 2 all the way to verse 10. And oh, that may sound long. It's not all that long. I mean, let's be honest. There's only eight verses here. But let's read that. It says this in 2 Peter chapter 1. Verses 2 to 10, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory, by his own glory and excellence, by which he has given to us exceedingly great and precious promises so that through these things you might become partakers of the divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through lust for this reason make every effort to add virtue to your faith and to your virtue knowledge and to your knowledge self-control and to your self-control patient endurance and to your patient endurance, godliness. And to your godliness, brotherly kindness. And to your brotherly kindness, love. For if these things reside in you and abound, they ensure that you will neither be useless nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the one who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted because he has forgotten that he was cleansed from the for, his former sins, therefore, brothers, diligently make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Boy, that is powerful, powerful, powerful scripture. And so well known. And if anybody knew, if anybody knew, I'll say it again because it makes it more uh, uh Powerful be said. If anybody knew what it was like to stumble, if anyone knew what it was like to stumble over his words and stumble over his feet, it was Peter. Peter knew what it was like to stumble. Peter knew what it was like. Peter knew what it was like. By the way, folks, if you have a tongue that sometimes gets a little bit out of control, Peter knew. Peter cursed. Peter said things he shouldn't have said. Peter could be loud, obnoxious, boisterous, annoying, smelly. Folks, he was a fisherman smelly and annoying and all sorts of things and even ungodly in his early 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 christian life and folks he changed he changed he knows so peter knows how you feel pastor you say i'm smelly i'm saying you're human that's what i'm saying and i'm human and peter knows what it's like to be human <laughs> people want to be new but we can't become new on our own. And Peter knew all about that. Peter tried to become new on his own works. And he couldn't do it. And he knew. He knew all about it. It didn't matter what the calendar said. It didn't matter. 
Peter couldn't do it because he wasn't good enough to do it. He tried and he tried and he tried, but until he gave himself to Christ, he couldn't do it. Listen to what Proverbs says. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It says this in Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Oh, folks. Oh, folks. I've gone through so many paths that made so much sense to me. To me. <laughs> and then when I got to praying about it later, and I mean praying about it, and I mean the Holy Spirit showing me, look what you did. Look what you did. Well, but, but, but Lord, I went where I knew was the right way to go. Yeah, but did you pray about it? <laughs> you ever done that later on? You go on places that made sense to you, and then later on you realize that you weren't listening to the Holy Spirit the whole time you're listening to you. <laughs> and you look back and say, ouch. And by the way, that did hurt. Okay, so you start realizing, yes, I had someone raise their hand. You didn't have to, but I appreciate it because now I know I'm not alone in doing that. The fact of the matter is, is there's times that we have all gone through that path on our own. It made complete sense. Complete sense. And you know, let me just tell you, We've all done it, every single one of us. There's not a one of us in this world that it hasn't made complete sense to us. It makes complete sense. But then you look back, you say, why wasn't I going through the paths of the Holy Spirit? I'm letting the Holy Spirit guide us. Because you folks, here's the reason. No matter how saved we are, we're still human. And sometimes we fall back into that old self. We don't mean to do it. It's like we put on those same old dirty clothes. Oh, by the way, I've done that. It's so gross. Why would you do that? Why would you put on the dirty clothes? That's gross. Smelly, disgusting old clothes when you just took a shower. Ooh. Why would you do that? Oh, man. I, I've seen people do that at, at, at the gym before. They just get done working out. They're all sweaty and, and everything. And then they go, they take a shower. And I've seen a guy put the sweaty clothes back on. Oh, it was gross. It was like, they, step, they, they was all wet from the shower. And they put on the sweaty, disgusting clothes that they just had before is like you could you could hear put it back on you go, Ugh, what are you doing folks people of the world do this all the time people who are saved they put sweaty disgusting anyway you get the point but here's the thing do we have any calendar girls here you know what i mean do we have any calendar guys here and i don't say this as if you're a model maybe you model yourself i don't know but here's the thing how many people through the new year they think the new year new calendar I'm going to be brand new and fresh because it's a new calendar. So you become a calendar girl or calendar guy. And you think, a new calendar, so I'm new and fresh. But we shouldn't be that way. You see, here's a calendar of last year. But the problem with the calendars are, when we go through the calendar, it's filled with sin and mistakes. That's the truth. Every day, we fill it with sin and mistakes. And everybody, what kind of calendar is it? It doesn't matter what the calendar is. The fact is, is no matter what kind of calendar, every calendar is the same. Every day, we make mistakes. Every day, the human being puts it with sin and mistakes. No matter what month it is, even when you start it off, I guarantee you this year, even on the first day, even though we're a weekend, you have mistakes in that day. Why? Because you're human. That's why. And so no matter what calendar you have, you're going to have mistakes in it. Now, this is the last year's. This is the new year. But I guarantee you, if I was to destroy this new calendar I just got today, I would go ahead and write sin and mistakes on the first week. Why? Because every calendar that you get is going to be full of sin and mistakes. 
People may think that you change calendars, everything's new and fresh. It's not new and fresh. Every calendar is going to be filled with sin and mistakes. No matter what calendar you get, no matter what year it is, it's going to be filled with sin and mistakes. I might as well just write with the big marker, sin and mistakes from now till 10 years from now, because that's the way it's going to be. However, however, with Jesus Christ in my life, every day I can take an eraser of some sort and take it out. Because if I put Jesus Christ into the day and make sure that he erases my day one by one, that can be taken care of. Because with Jesus Christ, it's not just a new beginning as a calendar. We can have a new beginning with a new heart. That's what we need, a new heart. It says in Psalm 51.10, and you might want to write this down, and you're going to recognize this through a song. I guarantee you, you're going to be singing a song when I read to you Psalm 51.10. Write it down. Here we go. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's right. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's Psalm 51, verse 10. We need to create ourselves a clean heart every single day. We need to create it afresh. Now, how do we do that? By going to the Lord in the beginning of every single day. We're going to get into this a little more as we go on. We need to create a brand new, fresh heart. But I'm not just talking the beginning of the day. Because by the time you get up, take a shower, get changed, go on, who knows what kind of disgusting thought may have come through our brain. Oh, I don't think of those types of things. I'm talking about any thought. Whether it be a negativity about your neighbor, negativity about your boss, by the way, be careful about that. Whether it be that you got irritated and stubbed your toe and all sorts of things went through your noggin. Or whether it be the fact that we didn't read the word like we should have. Whatever it is, our brain, because we are not Christ, our brain has something, our mind and hearts have something, and we need a new heart. And we need to put on that fresh, brand new heart of Christ. The pastor, pastor, I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Doesn't that mean I have a brand new heart? That means you're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, and yes, you have Jesus Christ in your heart. That's wonderful. But you know what it is. It's like, it's like when you're a baby. When you're a baby, what you wore when you're saved, you became a brand new baby, and it's beautiful. But when you have a brand new baby in your life, and I love babies. Oh, aren't they wonderful? But if you have a brand new baby and you keep that baby, you say it's a brand new baby, it's fresh, it's wonderful. But if you ever watch babies, and I've watched plenty, if you ever watched a baby, and you think it's a brand new baby, you never have to wash that baby, good luck. Because let me tell you something, babies stink if you don't take care of them, you don't wash them. And baby Christians and people who've grown up and are Christians and you're brand new in Jesus Christ, you need to be washed from now and again. You need to be washed every day. And why? Because we live in a world where we get dirty. we got to be careful. We're not talking about losing salvation. We're talking about losing the fresh feeling. We've got losing that fresh feeling. Just how that is. Take the soap of the word. Wash yourselves. We gotta do that from time to time again. Get in the shower, the Holy Spirit. Woo! That's what we gotta do. I didn't plan on doing that. Otherwise, I would have put some uh, some thing on there. But anyway, that's what we gotta do. Proverbs 17:22. A merry heart does good like medicine, and it does. Have you ever had that good feeling, merry heart? <laughs> but listen to what it says. But a broken spirit dries the bones. Oh, it's true. You heard had that mood. 
Broken spirit. Broken spirit. Don't listen to the world. They want to break your spirit and keep it broken. Mm. That's how they want to do it, folks. I've had people try it every day with me. They do it. Oh, you're a fool, they say. You're a fool because you believe in Jesus Christ and you can't see him. And they try to break it and they tear it to pieces. You probably hear it all the time, don't you? You probably hear it all the time. You believe in science and you believe in Jesus. You can't break it. Mm. You have to believe in evolution. Mm. Break your spirit. But folks, don't listen to them. You're not a fool for believing in Jesus. As a fool says there is no God. Don't believe them. Don't listen to them. Listen to the spirit of the Lord God. They want to tear you up. And why? Because if they tear you up, then they can keep on going in the flesh and they can tear up those who are standing in their way of their little fleshly party. That's why. Don't worry about that. You want a new you? Keep going back to the Lord. and Start being a new you. We'll get to that in a minute. This one says in 1 Peter 3 through 5, we're going back to Peter, my main man Peter. This is what he says here. 1 Peter chapter 1, 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has given us a new birth into living hope, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an incorruptible an undefiled inheritance that does not fade away, kept in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. You're protected, folks. You're protected. Hebrews 10, 24-25. And let us consider how to spur one another to love and to good works. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but let us exhort one another, especially as you see the day approaching. Now, what does this mean? Let us spur one another. Let us help one another. Let us spur one another. Let us spark one another with love. <laughs> I don't mean let's slap one another. <laughs> but let's spark one another with love. Treat each other with love and compassion. Let's go to one another and say, I love you. Let's go to one another, treat each other with love, and that sparks the Holy Spirit. Have you ever seen that? When you treat each other with love, and all of a sudden, you walk away, and you feel that spark of the Holy Spirit? When you go in, I mean, I'm sure you've done it. You've gone to other places. Maybe it's been a store. Maybe it's gone to another church, or maybe it's been you just meet someone who's your brother and sister in Christ, and you feel that spark of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've done it today. Maybe you did it yesterday. Maybe you came in here feeling so lousy, and then you saw someone, maybe your brother, your sister in Christ, and you just feel that spark. You know what I mean? It's because when two or more are gathered in the name of Christ, I'm here to tell you, you can feel that connection, and it starts to rub together, and there is a spark in the Holy Spirit. It cannot be stopped unless you try to stop it. And by that way, I'm talking about the fact that if you come in there with the intention of, I'm not going to feel the power of God today, then you won't. Good news. You got what you wanted. But folks, if you come into the house of the Lord God, if you come into your brother, sister's Christ, ready to feel the power of God, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. So many people, as it says here, Right here it says in verse 25, Let us not forsake the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some. What does that mean? 
We're to come together. Come together. We're to come together, folks. We're to come together. Some people say, I don't see, don't feel the love of God. Go to church. Go to church. But folks, people may say, there's illnesses going around. I know. We wear masks. We do what we can to protect. We do what we can. That's why we do have this here online. But here's the other thing. What other excuses do we need? What other excuses do we need? Because I'm going to tell you something. There are people who will make excuses no matter what's going on of why not to come. And by the way, it's not hard to do. I stubbed my toe last night. I did this. I did that. Oh, there's a Chiefs game going on. Uh, by the way, there's not. That was last night. We won. But anyway, the point is this. Whatever the reason is, you can find a reason. I don't always feel like coming, but I come. And you know why? Because greater is he who is in me than he who is of the world, First John 4, 4. Greater is he who is in me than he who is of the world who told me, Philip, don't come today. You don't feel too good. Guess what? I never feel good. But when I come here, I feel good. Because greater is he who is in me. I'm moving this chair. Greater is he who is in me than he who is of the world. And I'm going to praise the Lord God. And there's nothing going to stop me from praising Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love the Lord God. Now, I'm not talking about if you have the flu or you may have COVID or anything like that. I'm not getting on to you for that. But I'm talking about if you don't come to church because you don't understand those sinners in church, they may not like me. Folks, there's sinners everywhere, and yet you still go to Walmart. There's sinners everywhere, and yet you still go to KFC. There's sinners everywhere, and yet you still go to the grocery store. You still go to the bank. You still go out there and walk in the neighborhood, and there's sinners all over the place. Oh, but there's so many hypocrites. Well, guess what? Throw a rock, you'll hit one. I'm sitting, now I'm not telling you you're going to throw a rock. I don't want you to throw a rock, get arrested, and say, well, the pastor told me to. Don't give my address. Don't give my phone number. Well, no, you can. And we'll talk some scripture. But anyway, the point is, the point is, everywhere you go, there's a sinner. Everywhere you go, there's a hypocrite. They might as well be here. Maybe the Phillips of Pew is here. The point is, is that we all have problems, every single one of us. Amen? It says in 2 Corinthians 7.10, Godly sorrow produces repentance that leads to salvation and brings no and brings no regret. But the sorrow of the world produces death. Produces death. Psalm 119. That's the longest psalm. Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you, Lord. I may not sin against you. We are to put his word in us, and this helps us produce a new heart. Every day, every day we produce a new heart if we put his word in it. You know, I want to do this again sometime, but I used to have this little heart, this little plastic heart, and in it occasionally I put little scriptures in it. And I know that maybe sounds silly and symbolic, but I did this to show the little children, see. And some of the th best things I ever did was to show those kids things. Because I said this a hundred times before, some adults didn't like it. I think they were so consulted. Well, adults can be really silly. The fact is, is I used to say adults are children just a little older. And they are. I hate to tell you this, adults, you are big kids. Every single one of you are just older children. I mean, men are kids who like toys of a different type. Your Hot Wheels just have a real motor in them. They just really do. 
Okay, I don't know if I could see the uh, little box that comes in, but the point is that everybody has a toy of a different type. It's just how it is. It's just different. But the fact is, is that everybody is an older child. And if you're saved, you're God's child. It's how it is. You are to have the Word in your heart. This way, every day you have a new heart. If you want to have a happy new you, you need to have a happy new heart. Every single day. Because you need to be new daily. This is the, the point and the secret to being a happy Christian. To being a happy new you in the happy new year. Because it doesn't really matter about the calendars. It doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter what year it is. It doesn't matter. If you don't go to Christ every single day and renew yourself, you will never truly be happy. It took me a very long time to figure this out. I remember now, going back, I remember on Saturday nights usually, for some reason it's Saturday nights, maybe it was because we were about to go to church the next day, I would start to feel guilty. I don't know why. I start to feel guilty about all the mistakes I made throughout the week. And the Holy Spirit would start getting to me, knocking on that door. Oh, it's the same door you have, just a different heart. You know what I mean? And I, he started knocking on that door. You remember the other day when you got mad at your mama or your daddy or your teacher or your aunt or your uncle or whoever, and you thought this? You remember when you did this? And you remember when you didn't clean your room and your mom told you 18 times? You remember whenever you blah, 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 blah? And I said, you remember when you didn't? And I start getting mad. Remember when you didn't do your homework and you drew the whole time through class? Whatever it was. And I remember feeling guilty. And I start to read that Bible, that little Bible I have in my, my office there. That red Bible. I start to read it and I start to feel good and fresh again. Brand new again. Great again. And you know why? Because it's a living word. And I suddenly felt a new me coming alive because the word is alive and I felt fresh I know I'm not alone I know I'm not alone here who here feels guilty sometimes or bad sometimes you pick up the word and you start to feel fresh you start feeling good you start feeling alive you want to dance because you know you know that word is alive and it's making you feel good I'm doing the right thing you're not wanting to celebrate yourself but you're wanting to celebrate because you feel the word coming alive in you and you know you're doing good and you know you feel good and you're feeling alive and you love it you love that feeling you got that love and feeling and you feel so good and you just want to keep celebrating and you love that feeling but then the next day comes Church is there, and you still feel that good feeling. But then the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and you haven't picked up that Bible again. It's not until that next Saturday night. And then the next, and the next, and the, next. and the problem is, why don't you feel good again? You know why. Because you try to live off that fresh feeling for a whole week. You can't do that. It's got to be a daily substance. Imagine living off of one piece of food for a whole week. You can't. You would shrivel up and die. You would shrivel up and die. If I took a drink of this water now, which, thank you, by the way, that's going to survive for an entire week. 
right? Wrong. If you want a new you to last, you got to continue to pick up the word and every single day you need to be new daily. We need to rise up and walk in the newness of life. Now my father used to use those words continuously every single time we had someone baptized. He says he would take them down to the water. He said, now rise up and walk in the newness of life and we're going to have baptism before too long with the new church that's going to be coming in here and using it. But here's the thing. Rise up and walk in the newness of life was the baptism words that was used by my father. But in reality, I'm not talking about truly being baptized. I'm talking about we, when we wake up in the morning, should rise up and walk in the newness of life as we walk with Christ every single day. We should rise up and walk out with the old you, in with the new you. Out with the old, in with the new. Think of it that way. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, Paul says, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now you hear both together and you understand it completely. We need to set everything on God so that we can be new daily. Completely new every single day. That's hard to remember, is it? Is it hard to remember to get up and brush your teeth? Is it hard to remember to get up and wash? Is it hard to get up? No. So let's do this also with ourselves in the spirit. Psalm 34 verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him we are blessed when we go to Jesus Christ that is Psalm 34 verse 8 oh taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the man who takes refuge in him have you ever you ever gone to eat something that's healthy for you and at first you think this is gonna be nasty this is gonna be nasty this is gonna taste horrible but then you're gonna taste it and it's so fresh and wonderful and you're like, I hate to admit this out loud, but this is doggone good. And then you want to eat that every day. That's the way the Lord's word should be for us. Blessed, blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Can't you taste the seed that the Lord is good? Woo. We should feed on his word. Feed on our moments with him. Feed on it continuously. Oh, man. Oh, man, what I wouldn't do for a candy bar that says the word of God. And feed on that candy bar of the word of God every day. Now, I don't mean literally a candy bar, but you know what I'm saying. Okay. We need to have that daily walk with Christ. Not just a daily walk with Christ, a daily meal of Christ. We need to be new every day to rise up and walk in the newness of life. And I'm going to say it as I've said it so many times before. Putting it in my phrasing, my phraseology, as I say more of Jesus, less of me. I die daily. I'm quoting two men here, two of my very, very favorites. John the Baptist and Paul. It's become our daily quote. It's become my daily quote. For spiritual daily newness, and I'm going to give you the two places I find this. In John 3.30, when the people who followed 
John the Baptist, came to him, they were very upset because Jesus had been bringing so many new disciples, new followers, what disciple means. There are the apostles who were followers of Christ. But before that, there are disciples. Those are people that listened to him. And whenever the disciples were now following Jesus, there are some disciples who had been John the Baptist's disciples first. And some of them were very bothered by the fact that they were now following Jesus and listening to him. And they came to him and said, but some of your disciples are now listening to him. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And he says in John 3.30, this is good because he must increase. Now, he didn't say this good in this verse, but what he says in John 3.30 is, he must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. I use this phrase a lot. He must increase, but I must decrease. Now, why do I use this a lot? Because in this way, I say a lot, more of Jesus, less of me. Every single day, I realize what John the Baptist was speaking about. But folks, that's how we should be every day. There should be less of Philip in my life every single day. Less of me, more of Jesus in me. That's how it should be in your life. Less of you, more of Jesus in you. More of his perfection, less of us in our sinfulness. That's how it ought to be. As it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, I affirm, this is what Paul was saying, I affirm by the boasting in you which I have in Christ our Lord. And Paul says, I die daily. In other words, he dies to himself daily and wants Jesus Christ to live through him. So this is why I so very often say, more of Jesus, less of me, I die daily. We are to die to ourselves and want the Lord Christ to be seen in us. This is not to say that we are perfect because we know we are not, but we are to want to die to ourselves and let Christ be seen. This is not to say that we are to hate ourselves. I'm not saying that. I suffered from that too much of my life. I love the one that Christ died for, but I love even more the one that Christ is going to perfect just like he did for Peter, just like he did for John. People I say, John was so perfect. No, he was not. He was also a loud mouth. But Christ perfected him in the sense there is more of Jesus and less of him. Paul was a heathen, but God perfected him too, and he could do the same for me, and he could do the same for you too, in the sense that it doesn't matter what kind of calendar we have. Every single year when there's a new year, that is not the part that is wonderful. We will sin every day, but every day we can get up and start brand new and fresh because of he who lives within us. If we just hand ourselves over to him, it could be a brand new us because of the wonderful him who lives within us. We just have to hand it over. Start every day by prayer, by supplication, by dedication. If we do that, then all things will be swell. Most people don't use that word swell. But I'm here to tell you this. It's going to be wonderful and fresh. And we will be fresh if we continue to hand ourselves over to Christ. Hand yourself over. Remember, he must increase, but we must decrease. More of him, less of us. That's how it must be. As it says in Matthew 516 
Let your light so shine before men. This is what Jesus says. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. I'll say it one more time. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. The reason why I love this scripture so many people talk about all their good works to glorify themselves. It's not why we're to do good. We're to do good to glorify the Father God. It's good to do good. But not to make you look good. But to make God shine. That's why. And I will end today by reading the first verse that I read today. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. You're a new creation in Christ. And I say this to you very carefully. You will make mistakes. You will make mistakes. This is not excuses. Not excuses to make mistakes and shrug it off. But when you do, instead of saying, well, I just got to wait till the next week or wait till the next year to start over again. No. You don't even have to wait till the next day. Start now. Start now. Dying daily isn't some excuse. And by the way, when we say die daily, we're talking about the spirit. Okay? Giving yourself over to God. We're not talking about making excuses. We're talking about giving yourself completely over to the Lord. Starting fresh. You might make a mistake. Maybe you're thinking something bad or whatever, and you think, I'm a horrible Christian. Don't listen to the devil. You made a mistake. You're a human being. This is an excuse to be more human than Christ, but what it is, is the very truth of what Jesus Christ already knew, is what he was speaking through Paul and them. And that is to say, continue to give yourself up daily unto Jesus Christ. He already knew he was going to be this way. What we are to do, I have to go through it all the time and say, Lord God, strengthen me now, help me now. This isn't an excuse just to say these things and go on, but to work on these things. To work on these things to be strengthened by his word. And the next time you're tempted, you'll be stronger when you give yourself over to Christ. Some people will do this and they say, well, next time I'll just say it again. No, next time you'll work on it. And when you're tempted, you'll just say, and you'll work on it because God gave you the strength through the Holy Spirit to say, hold back. No, I'm telling you right now, greater is he who is in you than he's of the world. Greater is he the one who tells you just give in you're saved by grace not by works yes but because of your faith you also know that you have that strength not because of you but because of him and so therefore therefore you don't have to say yes to that temptation and therefore that new you is now becoming stronger than you thought it would ever be 
So I say to you today, Happy New You. Happy New You. Happy New You in the new year. Happy New You each and every day. Happy New You to each and every hour. Happy New You each and every minute. Happy New You each and every moment that you make a mistake. Happy New You each and every moment that you pray. Happy New You each and every moment the Holy Spirit leads you and guides you. Happy New You each and every moment that you allow Christ to be your Lord, your Savior, and your guidance. Happy New You. Let's bow and pray. Lord Jesus, we pray right now that you will lead us, that you will guide us. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will help us to remember we are tempted by so many things in this world, and there are times, Lord, that we give in when we should not, we know that. But Lord, I also know that many people in the world try to make us feel so guilty and try to make us feel as if we are not truly saved. I pray, Lord, you will help us remember we are saved by grace, and we are saved by our faith in your grace. I pray, Lord, that we will stand stronger, and every single day we hand ourselves over to you. That we will not just walk and talk the ways of the people around us, but, Lord, we will go back to your word, and we will continue to get stronger as every single moment of the day goes on. I pray if there be anyone watching today who needs strength, who needs healing, who needs love and compassion, that they, Lord God, will reach out to you now and feel your love. I pray all this in your holy, precious name, and I pray, Lord, that the people will all just feel you reaching out to them now. In Jesus' most holy, precious name, I pray these things. Amen. <laughs>